felt it, you can feel it here today. Amen. If your filler ain't broke, you can feel it. Amen. And I do want you to know God's still real and He still saves. He still sets free. He still delivers. And He's looking for a church. Amen. He's looking for a church that will rise up and be the church in these last days. Amen. It's a city that's set on a hill. A light that cannot be hidden. A place that they can find the physician. Because there's going to be days of coming where they can't get to a doctor, they can't get to a lawyer. They're going to come knocking on that church door and it's not going to be just Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, but they're going to be trying to get into this house. Amen? Because there's still a bone in Gilead. There's still a healer. There's still a Savior. There's still a sanctifier. Is there anybody in the house believing what I'm preaching already this morning? He's alive and He's well. Amen. And if He can save me, He can save anybody. Isaiah chapter 62. Amen. Isaiah chapter 62. God laid this on my heart. I preached from it about four or five years ago. God just used it. Then I said, Lord, I know you the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. His Word, it never stales. Amen. Anybody come here want stale bread this morning? I don't. I want a fresh loaf. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're able to stand once more here this morning, grab a Bible, look on with somebody. I urge you, if you don't know where your Bible is, to find it. Amen. That sword is powerful. It's better than anything that you can have—a shotgun in your house or or any kind of weaponry. This Bible, amen, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Can you say amen? Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 1. I'm going to read quite a few verses of Scripture this morning, but I believe the Word of the Lord is good for us all. Amen? For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness therefore thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation therefore as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. The lost, the world's going to see thy righteousness and all the king's glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which is the mouth of the Lord, shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory. Thou shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hebeth, and thy land Beulah. He's calling them the bride. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as young men marry virgins, so shall thy sons marry thee. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. And I have set watchmen upon the walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Thank you for the preacher. Amen. That will preach an unfallible word. Can you say amen? And I have set watchmen upon the walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. And ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not thy silent, and give him no rest. 
until he be established, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And the Lord hath sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, surely I would no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies. And the sons of the stranger shall not drink thy wine, and for which thou hast labored, but they that have gathered it shall eat it. You're going to reap what you sow. And praise the Lord, and they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of a people, cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, and lift up a standard for the people. And behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, say ye to the daughters of Zion, say ye to the branches of the church, Behold, thy salvation cometh, and behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. There's still a work to do. Can you say amen? Verse 12 says, And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaken. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We read in this time in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah being one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament along with people like Ezekiel and Jeremiah. People that God used mightily. Amen. I want to be like that. Amen. I want to be a person. Is anybody else in here this morning want to be a person like Isaiah? That when they speak people, amen, a community, a city looks toward them and knows that they've heard from God. I want to be like that. I don't want to be Brother Pickle, a person that when you speak, they say, well, that's just that old crazy Philip. He don't have anything worth hearing. I want to be a person that when I speak, they know that I am in tune with the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. A people that are, are set back sometimes. There's a time for everything. There's a time to listen. Amen. And there's a time to, or as the Bible says, there's a time to hear. And there's a time to talk. We like to talk a lot. Amen. We as a people, we like to be heard, but there's a lot of times we need to be listening. Amen. Because there's folks and there's people that's been through things before us. And they can teach us things. They can keep us from troubles. Amen. But more than that, God has placed watchmen. These watchmen upon the walls in Isaiah chapter 62. Sister Wanda, he's speaking of preachers. He's speaking of prophets. Uh, people that will climb up and say, I'm going to proclaim the word of the Lord. I'm going to proclaim what ear has not heard and eye has not seen and hearts has not received. Amen. Things that's so good. Amen. So godly. And things that God is liking to take dead things and bring them back to life. Amen. There's nothing, amen, in our lives that's so far gone that God can't redeem. Amen. He's a redeeming God. Amen. He's a God that brings and He can put broken things back together. We read in the book of Isaiah we find the Bible talks about the restoration of Zion. The restoration of of the church in Jerusalem. Zion being a, a church at the highest point of that city. It's set on a hill. 
Every time something went wrong, I know many years in past presidents, when something happened, they would go to Billy Graham. They would go to men of God that was renowned that they talked to. We may not know about it. But in past presidents, they would go, the leaders of this country, they would go to people that knew what God had to say about it. Can you say amen? And when Jerusalem was under attack and Israel was under attack, they looked into that hill. They looked into that church because they knew that in that church was not only knowledge and wisdom, not only miracles and not only wonders, but there was a, a person there that had heard from God. And they knew that when the doctors could not help them and all those things could not deliver them, they could return back to the church. I want you to understand that this time they were in, the church was in a, a decline. There was a time where people got caught up in things of life that they didn't think the church was important. Come on now. They didn't think it needed to take time out of their life to hear what that prophet had to say. But Isaiah said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek and he hath sent me to broke, bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty unto the captive. Can I preach to us here this morning, Sister uh, Pickle, that there are those that don't even realize because the, the enemy sneaks in so easily that we don't even realize that we get handcuffed in life and we back up from what we know is right. Come on now, we get caught up in things that not blatantly against God. Amen. We look all the way back into Genesis and the devil knew that if he didn't blatantly just go against God, that he could get people's mind off God. Come on now, say amen. Get their mind caught up in things of this world and that they would forget that there's still a bomb in Gilead. They would forget that there was still somebody that could heal them and set them free. If we get caught up in our minds of everything in this world, we forget our reason for being in this world. He says there's restoration coming to Zion. This is a prophet in Isaiah 61 and chapter 62 that is prophesying something that people cannot see. Church, we talked about it Wednesday night. We talked about it the last few weeks to prophesy, to preach about things that you cannot see and to have so much faith that they come to pass. This restoration, Sister Shannon, that he's speaking of in this Bible, it's nothing less than revival. It's nothing less than a people that has become so meek and saying, I've tried it in every direction. I've tried to find happiness. I've tried to find joy in a man or in a woman or in a friendship. But the only joy that I can find is in Zion. Can you say man? Oh, if God don't get cut, say amen and here I might preach to God this afternoon. I'll preach to the delegates man this morning. I said the only restoration can be found in Zion. Amen. One of the greatest 
concerns I find in the church today is that we have simply forgotten what the church is there for. What we, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, have been commissioned. Those disciples was commissioned to go into all the world telling every creature about Jesus. You're not here to work. You're not here to make money, to buy things, to call those to buy other things. We're here to spread Jesus' name unto every creature. Come on now. And then when they followed Jesus, they ascended. Or Jesus ascended to heaven. The angel of the Lord looked and said, Why ye stand here gazing at the sky? Get about the Father's business. Come on now. But Satan's trickery and schemes are not blatant or abruptly. He sneaks in a little bit by a little bit. Can you say amen? Nobody wakes up one day and they're on drugs. Nobody wakes up one day and they're alcohol. Nobody wakes up and hoard them. But this slowly migrates that the devil says to you, you can be your own God. There's no use to go to Zion. There's no use to be that bride. But Jesus told Isaiah in chapter 62 that He's coming back and His reward is with Him. Come on now. We may never see the reward living here on earth, but I can tell you that God is coming back for a bride without spot nor blemish. Can you say amen? In verse 1, the Bible says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. Zion was a city set on a hill. Zion was the light of the world. Come on now. Who lights a candle and sticks it under a bush? Who gets saved? Come on now. And sticks their armor in the closet. Never to bring it out again. Oh, y'all get quiet on me. I said, who? Come on now. Get saved. And the light of Jesus shines in your life. Who sticks that light under a bush? I want to let my light so shine in this world that this world sees my good works that they may glorify my God in heaven. Come on now. I know life is not fair. I know troubles and trials come your way. But there is still a plan and a purpose for you to be here this morning. It ain't because Grandma said come to church. It ain't because Daddy begged us to church. It's because you are part of the church of Zion. You are the daughters of Zion. You are a light. Come on now. That sits on the hill. That shines. It's a beacon of righteousness and holiness. What was taking place here was not that God's people was in blatant rebellion. They just got laxed in their faith. They allowed the things that they were going through to take their eyes off Zion. Their light, their candle 
went out. There was a prophet in the Old Testament, Samuel. One of the main things for the priest to do in the house of the Lord was to keep oil in the lantern and to keep that light burning. And there was times that Samuel allowed that light to go out in that tabernacle. Church, I don't know about you, but we all have been guilty of allowing that light to go out. Come on now, y'all get quiet on me this morning. We had church so good Wednesday night, y'all still full. I want to get refilled. Come on, say amen. I said sometimes we allow that light to go out. Come on now. And it's not because we get hooked on things of this world. We just allow the world come on now to come in and daze and confuse us to take our mind off that which is important. Come on now. It's not the importance of having a 3,000 square foot house in Gibbertown, Alabama. It's not that we're going to build a new church in Demopolis, Alabama. It is not the building. It is that me and you are the daughters of Zion. We are the bride of Christ. And Christ is not coming back for a bride. That their lantern has went out. It is time, church, for you and me to trim that wick and to make sure that lantern is burning bright because Jerusalem, that world, those Gentiles, those lost people, they are looking for something and they need help. And the only help that can do anything for them is going to come from the church. These people that allow things, life has a way of taking our mind off what's important. In ministry, many times, Brother Mike, I've, I've seen people get so on fire for God and then that light. After a few weeks, maybe months, some last years, that light gets dimmer and dimmer. I've seen people get saved and come to the preacher. Preacher, what can I do? Can I cut the grass? Can I vacuum the church? Can I help you? Can I go to one of your revival meetings? I've seen it. I've heard it plenty of times. Whatever you need me to do. But sooner or later, Brother Mike, after a while, that person gets complacent on a, a pew and that light gets dim. Come on now. Why does that light get dim? Because life has a way of hitting us in the face. Come on now. Things happen to us over and over until we think that we are forsaken. We think that Jesus does not hear our crying. He doesn't hear our needs. Come on now. The Bible tells us in verse 8 and verse 9 of this chapter that every harvest that the enemy would come into Jerusalem and take their crops from them. That every time they planted something and harvest would come around that the enemy would come and ravage and just leave them another seed to plant again. Come on now. The devil can't kill you. Come on now. So he steals from you and he wants to destroy your spirit. Come on now. And he wants to take you down. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? The Bible says they took their wine from them and left the old. They took that strength. They took that vitality. They took that zealous from them that zeal from the church. How many times has the enemy come to you and you have said, He is the Lord of my 
It's easy to say, get up and go to church. It's easy to say you're talented, sing in the choir, preach and pray and play that piano. Come on now. But when the enemy, Sister Pickle, has come in every season and kicked up your rows that you planted in faith. Come on now. Walk up in your house, took what he wanted, carried your children off. Come on now. It's easy for us to come on now, stand on the outside looking in. But I want somebody to know this morning that the Lord said by His right hand, He has sworn that the enemy is not going to eat your corn, your meat anymore. What you planted in faith, it's going to come to pass. Daddy's getting saved. Mama's getting saved. The children's coming back to the house of God because they're still Zion. And it ain't Zion has not lost its power. There's still a light. There's still a city set on a hill. I want you to know when this church leaves this world, that devil can have his way with those who were left behind. But I can tell you right now, there is something that is defending the enemy off. Yes, he has came. He has stolen things from you. The thief has come in and took things. You feel desolate. You feel like you've been forsaken. But I can tell you, if you'll get in the church, I'm not trying to preach you only to this church, but if you'll get in the body of Christ, and if you'll stand up on that wall and say, I'm going to preach, and I'm going to proclaim unto the captive of this world, I'm going to proclaim liberty unto the captive, I'm going to proclaim the opening of the prison to them that are bound. You may have fallen short of the glory of God. You have set back on God. You may not know the things of God. But I can tell you, church, if you'll stand up in the power of God, God will do what you cannot do. What happens when a prophet, a man of God, would have a mourning process. A place where repentance needed to come. We call it prayer and fasting today. Come on now. We keep those things. The Bible says when you fast, don't tell everyone. Come on now, but those prophets in the Old Testament when Isaiah would get in a place that they needed a move of God and they were interceding for the church the Bible says that they would take sackcloth and ashes and they put that sackcloth, Brother Mike, over there and they'd sit in the floor of that church or in that temple. They would sit Indian style in that floor and they would sit there and they would take ashes and they'd put them on their forehead. And it was a representation of mourning. 
Come on, and in travailing. Come on now, in repentance. Come on, do you hear what I'm saying? Their demeanor changed. Their appearance changed. Church, I, I want you to know you can get up and wash your face. You can put on your Sunday best. But I want somebody to know in here this morning that is in agony and in pain. The God that I serve is looking down at you this morning and they see you covered in sackcloth and ashes. Those ashes was a representation of something dead. Come on, say amen. But I remember a man named David that did wrong. Church, it's a time that we better be repenting of the things that nobody knows about and getting our life right with God. Can you say amen? There was a place in the Word of God where David done wrong in 2 Samuel chapter 11. The Bible says he climbed up on the rooftop and he seen Bathsheba. She was a bathing on that roof. Nobody knew about it. Do you hear what I'm saying, Sister Bernie? Nobody knew David was up there. He done his business. He got down. He went back to his house. But there was a prophet there. Come on now, they heard God and knew the things of God. Oh, how many times have we spoken in the service and they say the preacher must be reading my mail. I'm on now. No, it ain't. That God laid it upon his heart. Can you say that? I don't know your email address. I don't know your Facebook password. I'm on now. I've not seen your Snapchat. Y'all get quiet on me. But when God prays and pours something in me in that office and tears begin to run my face, I'm covered in ashes and sackcloth because I'm standing between a world and a backslidden church member. Do you hear me? I'm on now in hell. Do you hear what I'm saying? And David got to a place. He said, I'll tell you, I'll fix this myself. I'll have this woman husband killed in battle. Come on now, I'll blame it on the devil, sister one. Come on now. We've all blamed things on the devil that have nothing to do with the devil at all. Y'all get quiet on me. We give him more credit than he I feel like preaching a little while right now. I said we give him more credit than he deserves. We blame our laziness on the devil. Come on now. We blame our contentment on the devil. We blame our unfaithfulness on the devil. He's just a solicitator. Come on now. He's just an imitator of the creator. He can't make you do nothing. He can just put it in your hand. But you got to take it out of his. Come on. Say man. I said say man. He makes it look good. He makes it look like it tastes good, but what it is, it's death. Can you say man? The Bible says, David said, you put your eye on the front lines of that battlefield. The news come back to David and said, Uriah died. He said, well, you go get Bathsheba. See, the thing about it, the church didn't know it. The community didn't know it, but Bathsheba already was bearing child. Come on. 
David said, I tell you what, if I can go ahead and marry her now, nobody's wrote the date down. Nine months, eight months. Come on now, nobody will know the difference. And the prophet come to him and pointed to him and said, Oh, I heard Uriah died. And David said, Yeah, he died in battle. And the prophet said, Nathan told him, said, David, he might have died in battle, but you killed him. I'm about to preach to the devil get mad at this And the prophet said, That baby's got to die, Brother Josh. What is born in sin has to die. Come on. Y'all get quiet when we're preaching here for a minute. That which is conceived in lust, that Old Testament prophet said got to die. So what David went to do is the Bible says in the 12th chapter of 2 Samuel, he covered himself in sackcloth and ashes and he began to fast. But when he got up, in those sackcloth and ashes, Sister Wanda, he began to hear the snickering of the crowd. Church folk running their mouth when they ain't got no business talking on now about a fallen saint of God. Do you hear what I'm saying in here? Instead of taking the two by four out of their eye, they worried about the speck in David's eye. I'm preaching better than you shouting steel in this place. And the Bible says he's, he heard some of them and he went to them and he said, the baby died. Yeah, that baby died. David, what nothing we can do? It was in God's hands. And the Bible says he done something right here. I want you to hear what he done. He didn't go back down and sit on the floor and pout and moan and groan. He got up. Sister Ray, and he washed his face. And he anointed his head. Come on now, church, we fell short of the glory of God so many times. And we've allowed the enemy to come in. And the Bible says that God was looking at those virgins, the pure and innocent. Come on out, there's things that we've done that we played whoredom in this world with. We've been an adulterous generation. Christ Jesus called us that. Come on now. We've spiritually fornicated with this world. But can I preach to you right now? There was a woman at the well that Jesus said this water, it will run dry, but there's some living water you can have. What she done, she didn't just get a taste. She got filled up with it. She washed her face with it. Can you say man in church? Can we not raise up? Wash off the stink and anoint ourselves with fresh oil. You know what he done when he washed his face? When he washed his face, he took off that sackcloth. And guess what? Jesus had another white robe. 
You mess up. You fell short. You know better. You've been taught better. You got hot, got cold, got lukewarm again. Fell totally out of Zion. Come back to Zion. Come on now. Play the whore with the world. Been anointed by God. Come on now, got disappointed by the world. But God said, I still got a white robe waiting on you. Take off the sackcloth. Take off the ashes. Wash your face and get back to Zion. You know where David went when he washed his face? He anointed his head with oil. He went up the he went to Jerusalem and he went up Mount Zion. He went back to the church. He made things right with the church. You know what I'm saying? Who are you preaching to? I'm preaching to those that's on the verge of backslide. I'm preaching to those that's got cold in their faith. I'm preaching to those that's been anointed by God. Stand up. Throw off that sackcloth. Wash your face with living water. And your head I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the enemy coming in, Sister Shannon. Every time I get full of the glory of God, they take the new wine and leave me with the old. They leave me with the memories of how good it felt to praise God. I'm tired of them taking my new wine, Sister Annie, and leaving me in mourning because I can remember how good I had it in Zion. It's my God, I wish somebody helped me preach in this place. Just one, if you will. I said, I'm tired of the enemy coming in and taking what I planted in faith. And I begin to doubt God. He says in verse 12 of the 62nd chapter, and they shall I'll call them a, a holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be.